Hello, everybody. Welcome to Guys Five Movies. This is one of your co-hosts, Chris Gasperi. This is Frank Pelicone. You are listening to episode ninety-four, The Spin Chagrin, and last week's category was Ninjas Attack Two: Electric Boogaloo. The stipulation being that it had to be a sequel of uh, some sort. So, Frank, what did you come up with for Ninjas Attack Two? So, we're going to review a sequel to a Chagrin movie from the first year, I think, okay. of The Spin Chagrin. Um, we're going to talk today about The Condemned 2. Oh. Um, a yeah. sequel to the Stone Cold Steve Austin starring um, Most Dangerous Game inspired The Condemned. Um, the sequel is very slightly related to the first Condemned movie, only in the sense that, I mean, it is a legitimate sequel to it, and they talk about um, the original movie in, like, some vague terms. Uh Um, But this one stars uh, WWE um, superstar Randy Orton Uh as Wes Tanner. Mm. Um, So... It's Wes Tanner? Will Tanner, sorry. Okay. Will, yeah. Will Tanner. Yeah, right. I'm just double checking the AI. Yeah. <clears throat> Will Tanner. You're going to hear many times if, if you ever watched this movie, people are going to tell you in this movie that Will Tanner is a tactical genius with great instincts and is a good leader. Uh-huh. And the movie will do everything it can over the course of its like. I don't know, like 100 minutes or something. It's not a very long movie Mm -hmm. Um, to convince you otherwise, like through the actual actions and events of the film. Um, Will Tanner is the leader of a squad of paramilitary bounty hunters, you know, because that's the thing, um, who are going in to break up this... I would call it like a modern, like postmodern tech bum fight ring. What? Where? Oh. Yeah. Where? Um. This, okay. Describe this. Describe this bum fight ring to me. Like what? How, what? Why is it? Te- how's tech related? So West West Studi. I don't know if you're familiar with West Studi. Yes. Um. Pretty. Pretty like constant worker in terms of like lower budget films Mm -hmm. and he's um you know really kind of a yeah like 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 a fixture in that character character actor role um plays a guy named cyrus who is running a gambling ring where they hook up homeless men to lethal injection machines and then bet on which one of them is going to die first so they hook like two homeless dudes up you know, to a chair with like lethal injection. Okay. And a heartbeat monitor and then release the lethal injection. And then people like wager on who's going to like croak first. It's the mm. most boring it like, is. Dy- dystopia, I guess, that this right. is like what's occurred. And apparently, this is like what wealthy people want to do is watch some fucking stew bum die in a um, like lazy boy. Um, Oh, you get to a certain point, maybe you've done everything. Right. We were just talking about the cost of first class flights right. overseas. So someone that's gonna spend like fifteen thousand dollars on a round trip ticket right. to Asia maybe would wager on, you know, sure. Like a hobo like 
how long it's going to take him to to fucking croak. Okay. So, so these bail bondsmen, and they are a hundred percent bail bondsmen because they all wear jackets that say "bail enforcement agent" on the back. <laughs> okay. Um, and let me tell you something. They wear these jackets, and the movie is so poorly filmed that until like the last six minutes to the movie, you never get a clear shot of the actual jacket. So I had no idea that the first word was bail. And I thought they were all wearing these generic coats that said law enforcement agents. And I was trying to determine mm. the entire movie. Are they wearing these coats to like trick people into thinking they're like legitimate, like, you know, agents of the law? Or is it something that, you know, I I don't know. Like, what, what was that spin chagrin? Did I tell you that? There was one that we watched the other day where some girl was wearing a sweatshirt that just said like football yeah and the actor said oh you look like football (laughs) and she was like yes i enjoy the football was it all was it all like dubbed over like oh so you like the football like no that'd be funny like that one simpsons like super bowl episode (laughs) yes yeah yeah the denver broncos um (laughs) No, I mean, they just said it like that because, I don't know, whatever. I don't think that anyone understood, like, sports or anything in the gotcha. movie. Right. Um, so I thought maybe it was one of those situations. Like, we are law enforcement agents. <laughs> um, but at the last six minutes, you actually see the word bail. And I was like, oh, well, that makes even less sense that you're advertising that shit. So th- this is the first in a series of a thousand things that show that the principal people involved in the creation of this movie have no understanding of how the world actually works. Um, mm-hmm. But these bail enforcement agents are going in to break up this underground sleepy bum fight um, ring. Um, so they fuck it up completely because the first thing they do is they're all like they're introduced by their talent. So it's basically they're like the A-team there's like Randy Orton's the leader, and then there's the guy that's the sniper, and the guy that's like explosives, and the other guy who's like hand to hand combat. Mm-hmm. Like they all have these different specialties, but their plan is to go in and shoot Cyrus's guards in the legs because they don't want to kill anybody because they're not actual like law enforcement agents. But Randy Orton is like, it's it's probably okay if we just shoot him in the legs to incapacitate him. <laughs> so okay. instead of just like taking him out or, or having like trank darts or, you know, knocking him down and wrapping him up with fucking, um, what's it called? Uh, you know, like zip ties or something. Uh-huh. They're just they're just indiscriminately shooting everyone in the knee. Okay, with like guns to take him out. So. They use this tactic to get into the inner circle where the bum fight is occurring or the bum death is occurring. Okay. And Randy Orton challenges Cyrus like hand to hand combat. They start fighting each other. And as they're fighting each other, Randy Orton like does some move, like a clothesline or something, and knocks Cyrus into a lethal injection machine, which then injects him lethally and he dies. Okay. So. Randy Orton has murdered the person that he's supposed to be taking in because he skipped bail, I guess. 
Because <laughs> that's the thing that doesn't ever make any sense. I mean, because like, he's right, because they're bail bondsmen. Yeah, but they're just like like mercenaries, basically. Even right. though they're all bail bondsmen. Like Blackwater or something. But they're firmly like all like say constantly how they're bail bondsmen. Anyway. Uh-huh. So Randy Orton goes to gets arrested for it. Um and a judge gives him three years probation, and uh, it's ridiculous that I remember this, but he gives him three years probation with a two-year suspended sentence, and if he's ever, like, charged or found guilty of anything similar again, he's going to serve the full three years, right? Mm-hmm. So Randy Orton goes back to his dad, which is Eric Roberts, and his dad's like, son, you're a fuck-up, you're an idiot. Um, you've ruined the family business that I built for so long mm-hmm. by being so stupid and incompetent at your job. Um, your mother was soft and you're soft like your mother. And mm. there's a reason she's dead. And he's like, so let's have a beer. And then all of the animosity between them is like never mentioned again. Mm. So Eric Roberts like destroys him. And I thought like, oh, okay. I, I actually thought Eric Roberts was going to be the main bad guy up until like literally the last two minutes of this movie i was waiting for it to happen because he's such a fucking dick in the first part that i was like that foreshadowing has to have happened for some reason right but the answer is there's no reason for anything to ever happen um in life or in the condemned too (laughs) um so anyway so randy orton um gets a job as a tow truck operator and I thought maybe he was a repo man at first and like, oh, okay, he's going to be a repo man, but he's not. He's just a really bad tow truck operator okay. that's operating a tow truck for some random company that has no reason to exist because it's not like a repo company. It's just like AAA. Um, so he gets a call um, to help out this truck that's stranded in the desert. And it turns out that it's like one of the guys from his old crew. And he's like, oh, man, it's real great to see. You. And the guy's like, yeah, it's great to see you, too. Like, let's go get a beer and, like, talk about old times. And Randy Orton's like, yeah, let's. So they randomly go to some bar in the desert that just happens to be there. And they sit down and have a beer. And the guy's like, well, got to kill you now. And Randy Orton's like, what is going on? Why are you doing this? And then they get in this big fight and they destroy the bar and they fight each other for a long time. And Randy Orton ends up murdering hmm. um, in self-defense. So the sheriff comes and he's like, ah, it's not a good look, you know, considering that you've murdered someone before and you're probably not supposed to murder people, really. And Randy Orton's like, yeah, but it was self-defense is why I murdered the guy. And the sheriff's deputy comes up and is like, I talked to the waitress and she's got a video of him killing the guy in self-defense. So there's nothing we can do, even Mm. though that's legitimately the definition of manslaughter and we send you to jail. Sure. And they're like, well, you're free to go, but don't you murder nobody. (laughs) Yeah. So then Randy Orton goes back um, with Eric Roberts and Eric Roberts is like, look, idiot. Like, something's going on that your old friend tried to murder you. You need to, like, just stop getting involved in things and let the police deal with it so that you don't die. 
And Randy Orton is like, you know, I can't do that, Dad. And Eric Roberts is like, well, I guess you're just going to do whatever you want, you big doofus. So then Randy Orton's other friend is at, like, his house. And Eric Roberts is like, this guy is definitely armed and is definitely not trustworthy. And Randy Orton's like, I got to trust my instincts, Dad. I got to go with him. And the guy immediately tries to murder Randy Orton. <laughs> like when they're driving out in the middle of the desert. Uh -huh. And Randy Orton's like, why is this happening? What are you doing? I don't understand. And the guy's like, look, I got to. I, I, I got to kill you. Just let me like, just let me shoot you in the head to make it easy. Yeah. So the whole time you're getting like these shots of like these drones overhead and looking at them. And then what you realize, what they reveal is that Cyrus's assistant, Raul, is now running like like the amped up version of bum fights. But what, they, what they're doing is they're taking the idea from the first Condemned movie, and they actually say this. They talk about like the idea of the first Condemned movie of like all the prisoners being dropped on an island. Right. And they're like, the problem with that was that they let everyone like access it like it was accessible through the internet to the public we got to do it where it's only like it's controlled and only the super wealthy can bet on it oh so it's the dark web yeah it is so you have all the well no but it's not the dark web because they're in an abandoned factory with a roulette table that's been repurposed to have like <laughs> like where you would put like like 20 on like black uh-huh black is now live for will tanner and then red is die for Will Tanner. And then you can put money on like how they will die, which is like brass knuckles, a knife, uh, hanging, except that everybody in the movie just uses guns. So the answer is a gun is probably how someone's <laughs> going to die. Right. Um, Who's the so, fool that's betting on the brass knuckles? Oh, no. Look, they're all betting on the wrong shit. It's like these, I, they don't even look rich. Number one, I'm going to say, that what it looks like they did was they went to like the like the white trash casting section of Hollywood. Okay. Like where they get the people that like play like the inbred neighbors and stuff in like mm -hmm. a southern gothic drama. And they just put them in suits because like that's who's like betting on this shit. It's like the cast of Ozarks or something. Um minus Jason Bateman, whoever the fuck is in that show. Um so and they're all like like there's these like action shots of the camera, like you know, quick cut through the through the casino. These people are like, yeah, I bet it all, yeah, give me my bets and stuff like that. And people just like yelling, "I'm going all in," random things, and um, I'm going in all in on the crowbar. Right. Well, no, they're it's not that clever. There's no crowbar. It's literally, it's like they just show brass knuckles like seventy two <laughs> times. Um. Anyway, so. Randy Orton has apparently defied the odds by living through the first encounter. Right. And then him and his other second friend get in a fight with Randy Orton, like yelling things from behind a rock, like, why are you trying to kill me? What is going on? Jack, what are you doing over here? Um, uh -huh. So the guy's name's not Jack. I can't remember what his name is. It doesn't matter. So he has... A pistol, a shotgun, and an assault rifle, all of which Randy Orton manages to disarm from him, mm. and none of which Randy Orton can use himself, despite being a tactical genius and like 
ultra they don't even talk about him being like a ex-military he's just like a guy who's supposed to be like super good at using weapons but never shows anything that he can even like shoot a gun straight but anyway so that's what's happening here and they get in this fight oh no here's the funny thing so the guy tries to shoot him while they're driving in the car so randy orton's solution is to roll out of the car while it's going like 40 miles an hour over like rough, rocky, sandy terrain, mm-hmm. roll down an embankment, bury himself in the sand. And then when the guy walks past like exactly the spot where he's buried, rise up like a fucking mummy and attack the guy and still not manage to like beat the guy up. Well, he is like, a viper. Oh, I forgot about that. So there's a line early in the movie where they're like, um, say something like blah, blah, blah. And he's like, snakes yeah i really hate snakes and he kind of looks at the camera and is like oh shit <laughs> I, I forgot about that that's actually that's really awesome suffering succotash yeah yeah the camera. so many things happen like in the next 70 minutes after that that i just forgot <laughs> right she has to forgive me um so him and this guy fight for a long time and he eventually um kills the guy by shooting him with a gun so then he's walking in the desert um, because even though the guy's car is completely untouched and still presumably has the keys in it, he just abandons that and it's just like walking in the desert. So he comes into an area where he can, it's like an arroyo or whatever, and he can see like a mesa and you see this little flash of light and he's like, oh shit, it's Steve. And Steve was the sniper in the beginning. Hmm. And he like lays down behind a rock and then Steve is up on the mason. He's like, Will Tanner always had the best instincts. <laughs> and it's like, this is a dude that was like, had attempted murder, you know, against him by somebody that he formerly trusted. And then an hour later, somebody else that he formerly trusted from the same group of people shows up and is like, Hey, come take a ride to me to a mysterious location. I'll tell you what's going on when we get there. And he's like, you know what? This checks out. I'm going to go do this. So his instincts are absolutely like abysmal. He has no instincts. If anything, he has like anti-instincts. Like he's almost like painfully obtuse as to like what's occurring in any situation. So anyway, so the sniper's shooting at him and not doing a very good job. So then the plucky sheriff's deputy from earlier that was like the waitress has the video shows up and is like, I'm going to shoot you. I know you murdered that man back there. Um, Even though there's no way she could have known that that even occurred, but mm-hmm. they did know all of a sudden because people just know things in this movie, like immediately um, through like intuition or like bad do sex machina. Uh-huh. So she's going to shoot him. Randy Orton's like lady don't shoot me there's a sniper and she's like i don't know what you're talking about i got a gun and i'm gonna arrest you and he's like no stop you're gonna get murdered and so she like repeatedly just walks towards him as he's telling her you're gonna get shot and then she gets shot and her chest blown out um by the sniper mm-hmm. so he escapes from the sniper in her truck and finds another guy that was part of his team and that guy's like yeah look like this is what's happening we were hired to kill you because we were threatened that like we would die 
so all of us are after you except that i don't like want to do it so i'm going to help you out Mm. so they find this abandoned trailer and have beers because there's like cold beer in the trailer okay and i guess you're supposed to think that this said this third dude like or fourth dude like set this up as a way to trap him Mm -hmm. um but then like had a change of heart and so now like they're buddies but it's not really explained well enough of like what occurred so it's just random like fun like functioning electricity you know like pop-up trailer in the desert with like cold beer Mm. this is the second time he's drank beer in this randy orton yeah yeah Mm. we definitely had a beer with the first guy that tried to kill him and i think he had some beer with his dad and then his dad so his third time okay all right yeah when his dad was telling him like what a fuck up he is yeah and eric roberts ain't wrong trust me so they're like all right we're gonna work together so we got to get away from the sniper so the sniper is shooting at him but then like i guess decides to stop shooting at him and get in a dune buggy and like chase them down so they get in the truck and they drive to this um gas station in the middle of the desert and they go inside and this like woman is like what are you doing and they're like hey we're being attacked by a man with a rifle outside you need to be careful we don't want anyone to get shot and she's like well there's a bitch with a shotgun inside and all of a sudden she has a shotgun and so then Randy Orton immediately disarms her of the shotgun and is like, look, like, seriously, just don't get shot. And she gets this really bad attitude about, like, why are you messing with me? And then the sniper rides in a dune buggy and has a submachine gun and is shooting at them. And she still just doesn't really understand, like, why she can't have her shotgun and go outside and, like, shoot this guy, mm-hmm. even though she would obviously die. So... They decide that the best solution instead of staying in the building is to run outside and hide behind, I swear to God, like a farmer's market table that's like loaded with vegetables. So Mm. even though they were in like a solid building made of concrete, they're now standing behind like card tables with egg crate and like rutabaga on top getting (laughs) shot at. And Randy Orton's like, this is the safest place. Again, proving that he has no concept of, like, anything. Um, So, Doom Buggy guy is, like, driving around trying to shoot him. But then they shoot at him, and then he flees. So then, another guy shows up. Like, have they called Eric Roberts at that point? At some point, Eric Roberts gets called because Randy Orton's, like, dad, I'm in trouble. And he's like, okay, son, I'm coming to help you. Because now he actually cares about his kid. Mm-hmm. Um, I don't know if that happens now or it happens like soon, but that that's gonna happen. So just keep okay. that in your brain. Uh-huh. Um, so then the last guy from their party shows up, like from the um the bounty hunter group, and this guy's like the crazy explosions expert, and he's always got a grenade and he's always waving a grenade around. Um, so he tries to kill Randy Orton and the other guy. Oh, I also thought was going to betray Randy Orton the whole time, but who never does. He just stays a good guy the whole time. Like the, mm-hmm. the fourth member of the group, like they're mm-hmm. buddies. Right. Um, so they start having some standoffs with the explosions guy and he's blowing shit up. And then the sniper guy is trying to kill all of them. 
And Randy Orton saves the explosions guy. So explosions guys like, you know what? I have a change of heart. I'm going to join your team. So now it's the three of them and Eric Roberts. And they're like, um, Cyrus or not Cyrus. Raul gave us a map. And if we get there by five o'clock and we're not dead five o'clock in the morning, then we can go free. And the place where this dude is, is like five miles away. They can just kind of like walk there if they want. So all of a sudden it's nighttime and now they're there at this hideout where all these rich people are betting on it. So Raul says, I'm going to up the stakes because if Randy Orton lives, I'm out all this money. Even though everyone in the betting arena keeps betting against Randy Orton and losing, which should mean that Raul is just like raking it in because everyone's losing against the house money. But I guess like he's also betting on Randy Orton losing because he's a really bad businessman. Like he's a bad (laughs) like racketeer. Right. So he's like going broke. So his solution is he is going to join the game. And everyone's like, yeah, Raul, you do it. You can do it. And it's like this pudgy fucking like late 40s something. Here's the other thing. Well, those don't know. This is the guy that plays Steve in um, Breaking Bad, like Hank's like partner. Um, What? Gomez? Steve Gomez. Um like this is not like any kind of formidable or intimidating like sort like whatsoever. Here's the thing, and this is something else I forgot to talk about. <clears throat> Randy Orton is a trained professional wrestler. Yes. Which means that his entire life has been spent giving the illusion of dangerous mortal combat with other trained professionals yes. on television. Mm-hmm. And while not maybe the most flashy, is probably one of the most consistent performers over the past sure. 22 years of yeah, professional right. wrestling in terms of his ability. The fight scenes in this movie are like me and you getting in a fight. <laughs> it's like everyone's got like a stiff back or like a bum knee or they're walking like a fucking crab because like nothing on their body works. <laughs> And they're all in slow motion. And you're supposed to believe that these are like masters of like the martial arts, basically. Hmm. But, you know, Raul's throwing himself in there. Sure. And he's like, I need him dead before the end. Kill him at any cost. And Hmm. then the immediate next scene is like, no one kills him but me. Hmm. So So he's like talking to a group of people. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. So Randy Orton shows up with his team, which now includes Eric Roberts, who has a giant armored dump truck or something. I don't even know what the thing is. Okay. Um. So now they're at like the place where like the fucking bum fight uh roulette table is. Right. And they have assault rifles and they have a mortar, like like a literal like rocket launcher. Mm-hmm. and they're attacking it and it's everyone's attacking them and there's this big fight and things are blowing up and the sniper's there and he's like where are you will tanner where are you will tanner and then randy orton's behind him all of a sudden and he shoots him and kills him and so that that plot line is done does he, does he give anybody an rko in this fucking movie uh, the I'm, perfect getting opportunity. I'm, I'm, I'm getting to it um 
the answer is no it's really disappointing <laughs> didn't, do, didn't do any wrestling moves in the whole okay. movie it's, it's it's an absolute waste right at least stone cold gave somebody like a suplex mm-hmm. in the first condemned movie right um so they're shooting the bad guys and the bad guys are shooting back at them and things are blowing up all over the place even though nothing's really getting damaged it's just like explosions right so Raul's standing at the top of like a grain elevator and Randy Orton's at the bottom. And Randy Orton's like, let's finish this. So they both start having like a fist fight. And then Raul like pulls a knife and Randy Orton like blocks it and they're punching each other. And it's like the worst choreography ever because again, to your point, Raul is like legitimately like just an old man with like no physical capabilities. Yeah. So finally, Randy Orton overpowers him and he stabs him in the stomach and he says something and I can't remember what it was, but it's so forgettable. It's like, now you are the condemned one or something like that. Oh, it's not I'm the apex predator. <clears throat> no, I wish you would have said that or I hear voices in my head. They talk to me. <laughs> right. Um, but remember, he hates snakes, so he can't right. be the viper. Sure. Um. So that guy dies. Um, so then the cops are there and they're like, man, Will Tanner, you're so good at your job. Like you did something we could never do, which is take down this crazy bum fight ring. And Randy Orton's like, yeah, I'm pretty good. And the sheriff's like, if you ever need a job, I got a job for you in the sheriff's department doing my job. And Randy Orton's like, yeah, thanks. I appreciate it. So then they're all walking away and Eric Roberts is like, I got an idea. I'm coming out of retirement and we're going to be um, Tanner and Sons bail enforcement. <laughs> Randy Orton's like, Dad, I told you I was out. And Eric Roberts is like, oh, haha, but you're not really out. Um, hey, two guys that tried to kill my son previously. What do you think? And they're like, oh, it's a classy name. Oh, it's classy. And it's just like the worst, like, random background dialogue we named the dog but, Indiana. <laughs> right but then that's the end of the movie um that they're all buddies and eric robertson is now eric roberts is now proud of randy orton as a son and, mm. and that's the condemned too they should have been called the legend killers the, the I bondsman you say all these things like references to the WWE, but aside from the one, <laughs> the one like only if you know, you know, like reference to the fact that he doesn't like snakes. Yeah. Um, man. So is Randy Orton like really bad in this? I texted you when I was watching this movie that somehow the worst performance by WWE actor I've ever seen. Hmm. Um, I mean, I don't know. Like, what am I doing? Right? Like, I'm just just sadomasochism. Like, I I don't. (laughs) It is, and this is like one of the worst examples of. Like, it was so painful watching (laughs) that. I've watched this man on television off and on for twenty some years. Like, I've seen high points of the majority of his career, and honestly, over the past like five years. I think he's one of the better like promos. I think he's a pretty sure. good talker right. who comes across a certain way and 
I like I, whatever. He's believable as yeah, his, yeah, he's a, this. He's a Hall of Famer and like angry, you know, yeah. seething like undertone seething anger like psychopath that just likes to hurt people. Yes, or whatever. Um, and it's like it's fine, and I it's the most wooden, stilted. I don't think he can memorize lines. <laughs> because I I swear to God, every sentence he speaks is like five words or less, and it's all monosyllables. That guy's had to go out and cut 20-minute promos to open raw. He can memorize lines. Nah, he's got to have the little thing in his ear or whatever. <laughs> or maybe it's like... Yeah, it's Vince's in his ear. Yeah, maybe they give him... Maybe, maybe that's why he hasn't been on TV for, you know, <laughs> right. eight months. It's not an injury. It's just because... Oh my god, we can't have him cut a promo now because right. old Herbo billionaire. Did you see he's Tell him you're an Apex Predator? Yeah. Like, you yeah. see he's selling all his shares? I did see the Vince was doing that, yeah. Uh anyway. Because he got so, you saw he got listed like as like a liability basically by yeah. the company like now. Like they really fucked Vince hard. I mean, look, he's gonna make out with become a billionaire again, right? But I mean like Yeah, but at what cost? Yeah. I mean he doesn't get anything that he wants. Um so, but yeah, they really fucked him over. Like they they used him pretty hard, um, in this whole process. Ari Gold from Entourage basically fucking fucking over Vince McMahon, getting over. Yeah. So in any event, that's the condemned to. Um, I've watched a lot of WWE movies. I don't think I hate myself enough to watch all the WWE movies because right. I was reading some of the descriptions. So. <laughs> It's entirely possible that many of them are worse than this. Yeah. But I've seen like seven, and this yeah. is by far the worst one I've seen <laughs> in every aspect, including the fact that, like, I just, I don't understand. Like, everyone lives in the real world. Like, you can, we're going to talk about another movie too, because I just want to get it out of my system. Um, and this one has, like, kind of a funny story behind it. Um, I didn't use it as a spin chagrin because I watched it before you rolled the chagrin category, mm -hmm. but we're going to talk about it anyway. Mm -hmm. um, we live in the real world, you know, like you can, you can alter history or events or whatever, as long as you're consistent in the way that you portray things, right? Sure. Like people can suspend their disbelief, but like to lack an absolute understanding of how things in the world work or like not even be able to rip off like scenes or dialogue from other movies well enough to make it believe believable it's just it's atrocious like it's it's a really bad movie yeah and it's it's so bad that it's funny which is the thing that saves it from being like maybe truly one of the worst things i've ever seen because mm -hmm. i laughed out loud like probably seven or eight times right in, like dialogue or situations mm-hmm like when Randy Orton is behind this the tiniest little rock in the world, telling this chubby sheriff's deputy, "Lady, you're gonna get shot by a sniper," and she's like, "I'm placing you in custody. I'm coming to get you. I'm coming uh -huh. to get you." Uh -huh. And Randy Orton's like, oh, "Like, look, I'm not armed. Stop moving. You're going to get shot." Ah! And she's like <laughs> waddling with her hands up in the right. air, like, like. I'm coming in. <laughs> then she gets like her chest blown out with the sniper's bullet. <laughs> and it's the only thing the sniper hits the entire time, even though he's like some kind of master of right. whatever. 
um so anyway so one thing i found funny is i asked uh i've been just testing out different ais and i i asked a couple of them to kind of like tell me what they knew about the condemned Two, and claude which is kind of like i guess like the third like probably most popular ai is trying to tell me that eric roberts stars as the villain who organizes the game and what and well, yeah. that, that's what I thought was going to happen. Well, right, which I found interesting. I think it's just, it has to be that Eric Roberts is so often the villain that it doesn't know enough about this. It doesn't have enough information to gather about this movie. Um, called like this AI that like it just assumes Eric Roberts is the villain. Um, well, it. you know that's that's interesting because I was wondering. So there's nothing on Wikipedia about this, right? Right. Aside from like a brief blurb, mm-hmm. so I wonder if that's where like that's culling its like information from. I don't. Well, I mean, it has tons of like details, like things. I mean, maybe like does it have like it? It might be. Um, because it says the film. You know, the the bullet points is the film received very negative reviews from critics, with criticism focused on weak plot, poor acting, and excessive violence. Box office bomb making only three forty four million um for no no, no sorry only three hundred forty four dollars from a limited theatrical release Jesus that's disgusting before being released on VOD and home video zero percent on Rotten Tomatoes based on five reviews so it's pulling from a couple different places but it's um hallucinating Eric Roberts is the villain because it doesn't have enough information it just assumes Eric Roberts is the villain behind everything so. AI thinks Eric Roberts is always the villain. I mean, maybe AI watched the first like 10 minutes of the movie and then did what I should have done and just stopped and was like, it's got to be what the answer is to this movie. I need to see. I'm I'm going to I need to start purchasing chat for um, I, I need to put in see if I had it. What I would do is I would grab a screenshot of Eric Roberts and ask chat for to analyze it and give me a stereotype of Eric Roberts, and I'm pretty sure it would come back as, like, a villain, probably, of some sort. He's got that look to him. I'm actually really interested to do that, though. Um, <clears throat> what's this other movie? Oh, hold on. Oh, what's right this, what's the chagrin score on this this movie, and then what's the other movie? Uh, this is a solid, this is an eight. Okay. Um, it's, it's funny enough that it's like watchable, but it's only watchable in like the most masochistic kind of way. Um, like sometimes movies are so bad that they're like legitimately like enjoyable and this is not right. Legitimately enjoyable, but you can laugh at a couple different parts of it. Um, the second movie I watched was, so my wife. Thai people have very little interest in the fantastical or like they they like things that are very like overt in how they're presented. Okay. So action movies are incredibly popular in Thailand because the the at least like the people that I've met, like my wife and her friends, are very into like the visceral just reaction of like action you know what i mean Mm -hmm. like they like things that are just very bombastic and you know it's fighting and shooting and stuff right um so we watched 
a dozen action movies over the course of the time that I was there and basically everything on Netflix. So I've seen every Mark Wahlberg, like pseudo like January six esque, you know, like actioner from the past, like six years, Gemini man, fucking, um, the gray man, which is like a high class version of those same movies. Uh With um Ryan Gosling and uh yeah. Captain America. And we watched the Jack Reacher movies. Mm-hmm. So I had never seen either of the Jack Reacher movies, but I've now seen them both. Okay. So I originally thought, like, well, maybe I'll use Jack Reacher 2 as this movie. Mm. I'm not gonna go into how ridiculous the Jack Reacher movies are, but mm. they're worse, maybe, than the Condemned Two in terms of like just the clunky dialogue the inability to there's a scene in have you seen the jack reacher movies i have watched them there's a scene in the first jack reacher movie so tom cruise plays jack reacher who is this former it's supposedly 37 year old which is (laughs) straining straining (laughs) the bonds of credulity like by itself um X major who was in like he was an MP he was military police but he was also like a judge advocate general like type like prosecutor um who was he's renowned like, he's like a dude that like is both drafted for basketball and baseball like <laughs> like how can you be an MP and a judge advocate? it's like yeah. like a jag like I he was in all branches of the military. But the thing mm-hmm. is, is like they present him as like both of those things at different yes. times. Yeah. And they're never really clear about what he ever did. Right. So he he left the military because he didn't want he like he didn't want to do his job anymore. It was kind of like like what they what the gist is. Uh-huh. And just wanders the country taking money out of his like mutual fund. And like like banging banging chicks yeah yeah so he's called he's called in randomly to like solve murders of people that he knew in the military or like solve crimes Mm -hmm. anyway so in the first movie there's this scene (laughs) where this woman who previously tried to have jack reacher killed by trying to sleep with him and then getting him in a fight with like her boyfriend and a bunch of other like local toughs that of course Jack Reacher dispatches with no, you know, issue or effort has now fallen for Jack Reacher. And he says to her, like, why do you put yourself in situations where you're dealing with these kind of people? And she says, Ain't that just what girls like me is supposed to do? Yeah. And it's one of the most like it's like your whole stomach drops out from the like your like insides yeah and embarrassment with how like terrible this dialogue is so this is a jack reacher universe mm-hmm. so the first movie involves him researching this guy who's a sniper who may have murdered these people but jack reacher doesn't actually think he murdered him even though he at first does think he murdered him and then wants to prove him wrong and so he like uncovers what's supposed to be this vast conspiracy but is really just like four dudes who are kind of like scamming people out of real estate money mm-hmm. and jack reacher just kills everybody and gets away with it because he used to be in the military 
which I don't think is how things work, but that's how the Reacher universe works. Uh-huh. So in the, the second movie, he is fuck. I forgot the plot already. Um, hold on. I'm I'm gonna I'm gonna get to it. I gotta get back to it. I gotta think. Jack Reacher too. Oh, he's helping. He's fighting crime in the Midwest. By beating people up and then exposing like corruption in the police force. And he's having this weird, like flirtation relationship with Colby Smothers, who's a major that's now like doing his job in the military, but then she gets framed for a crime she didn't commit, and he in turn gets framed, and then he finds out that he might have a daughter, and he goes to like help her out and there's this big conspiracy where someone people are trying to murder him and he's just like indiscriminately killing people all over the place yes um including like a really 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 long fight scene on the roofs of buildings in new orleans during mardi gras um although i don't think it's mardi gras i think they're just like they think this is just what new orleans is like Mm mm-hmm because there's no evidence of Mardi Gras before, like people are just out in the street, like having parades and throwing beads and shit, and that's the backdrop. Because I guess that's the cool backdrop. Um, so I just want to say that I don't want to talk about it too long because I want to get into whatever we got going on. But the Jack Reacher movies are abject chagrin and probably <laughs> need their own special episode to truly like. <clears throat> like unpack all that's wrong <laughs> with both of those films they're bad like i they're they're I worse only, than I, bad. I only made them i i tried to put the stress on bad like they are god awful like i i don't understand who watches them and thinks they're good i don't think i can understand that person so the I can only way I got through them is I watched them both in the first like four months of COVID because they were free on Prime and you know what I was like during that time. So that's how I got through that shit was I was drunk. Yeah. So I wasn't able to be drunk while I was watching these movies, but <laughs> watching things through my wife's eyes is actually like fascinating. Mm-hmm because it's not her first language so um so very few streaming services work in thailand the way that they're supposed to and because i don't use a vpn i'm watching it basically as an american in another country right but netflix works perfectly when you're over in another country it just changes your region Mm -hmm. and then provides you with um subtitle and dub in the language of the country you're in nice so we were actually able to cast Netflix to almost every TV and every hotel we were in. Mm-hmm. And every night we would like watch a movie and she would get it dubbed in mm-hmm. I and I would get to watch it in English. So, you know, we were both able to enjoy it. Mm-hmm. And Thai is like a very literal language, like it's a phonetic language. So things are said kind of just like literally like explicit described or explained this is i might not be 100 percent right with this but this is kind of the way that i understand it just with my like low level burgeoning like understanding of thai mm-hmm. um 
So she would have to ask me a lot of times, like, what exactly was happening in scenes in these movies, because they're so poorly written and convoluted that they don't make any sense. Right. Um, I watched a Mark Wahlberg movie called 22 Mile. Have you seen that one? No. That's like, um, what's that Bruce Willis movie? 16 Blocks. Oh, yeah. 16 Blocks. It's and it's very similar to that. Okay. Um basically the same idea but with mark so these movies will try and have you believe that mark Wahlberg is like a genius or like (laughs) this like like savant in terms of like i don't know i'll give mark Wahlberg credit that dude puts his all into every role that he's in right and even though he's generally just playing the same exact guy every time whatever i mean like you can't fault him it's it's really hard to like not just kind of want him to be successful just because he's trying so hard to be successful so i don't even hate the mark Wahlberg movies but i watched 22 mile i watched shooter i watched um what is it like spencer confidential or something was the one that sounds, that sounds like a movie yeah that i remember um they're all roughly the same and that actually Spencer confidential. I would actually recommend to you if you ever have one of those just absolutely like dark, like lull periods where you have nothing to watch. Mm. You could do worse than watching that movie. Mm. Um, And it's actually pretty funny at times. It's, it's, Mm. it's a good action comedy. That's a really like decent, subtle send up of, um, you know, like like LA Confidential or like the noir gotcha movies. Okay, especially modern noir yeah. that all takes place in like the meth fueled underworld of like biker gangs and whatever. <laughs> right. Um, and it's so ridiculous, but it's like one of the better ones. So anyway, so maybe that's like something that we need to do with them. I don't know if we want to do the main cop podcast, but. Maybe do like a special chagrin sometime talking about like those action movies and especially the Reacher movies because they're yeah. just so fucking bad. But um, I think there's a lot of humor there, and I would I would like put myself through watching them again just to like do that. But, but yeah, that sounds like a good like a uh, summertime thing potentially. Like um, because we've kind of like a uh, shot our wad I think like in some ways in the summer on action movies or blockbusters and stuff like that with different episodes and um like action stuff sounds good yeah. the summer um so yeah right. so that was this week's category and it was um <laughs> jack reacher that's really funny that you watch those i didn't think you'd ever watch them i <laughs> listen i have watched so many things in the past three weeks that i would have never watched <laughs> And she won't watch horror movies, like, right? They're very superstitious. So there's a lot of thought that if like you watch something about ghosts, that you're actually inviting ghosts in. And there's mm. a very real belief in the supernatural as being like a thing. Oh, I didn't even tell you about that. So, um, we were in um a city called Chiang Mai, which is um one of the older areas of Thailand, like the original. Uh, monarchy that existed in that area is from like Chiang Mai so that was like what they call the Lana people which is like the northern Thai people 
Mm-hmm. That's like the origin of them from whatever, like over a thousand years ago. Okay. Um. So we went on a tour of this. They've they've they found these ruins that existed like buried underground because the area had flooded and then like filled in with like mud. And mm-hmm. so they've uncovered like these really old like shrines and temples and it's actually pretty awesome. Like you mm-hmm. take this warrior on like a little like open tour bus and the guy talks about like all the areas and it's all in ties. So like as a fucking American, I had to like read the read the cliff notes, but still like pretty fascinating. Fucking plebe. Yeah. I know I am a plebe because I don't understand an ancient language. Um so we stopped at this one place where he's talking about like this was like the original palace and showing you know like here's what each of these buildings represented and here's the functionality so apparently the guy that originally owned the land had lived in a house that was right next to where we were and had died mysteriously like many years before and his spirit was still like purported to haunt the house because nobody could live in it and the guy was like, you know, monks have tried to stay there, but nobody can stay overnight because his ghost is like so aggressive. Hmm. And he looked at me and he said, do you want to go in and see if you can see the ghost? And I swear to God, my wife and we had actually um, hired a woman to drive us around for the day, uh-huh. um, like a private chauffeur type thing. Yeah, that's what you do, you know, uh-huh. when you're, you know, a rich American. Yeah. Go yeah. Ahead. Um. And I swear to God, they, I thought they were both going to die. My wife, like, all the color drained from her face. She was, like, so afraid that I might get off of that fucking, like, open tuk-tuk, like, van and walk into, like, the haunted house. You would have walked into the haunted house, too, right? Oh, I was fully intended yeah, to, but uh-huh. then I felt bad for my wife, and I don't want to do it. Right. So I was like, all right, I'm not going to do that, I guess. <laughs> um, and later I said, what would your reaction have been if I would have gotten off? She was like, oh, my God. Like, I was so afraid that you were going to, like, just go do it because she would have let me. Um, right. But it would have, like, mm-hmm. yeah, they're 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 very, very deeply um, invested in the idea of the supernatural in their mm-hmm. country. So. Mm-hmm. All right. So anyway, so that was this week in the chagrin. All right. So where we're at now with only a handful of episodes left for the year is that we have 12 categories left in six episodes. So I am going to spin two different wheels um, simultaneously, get two different categories, and from this point on for the rest of the year, Frank can choose which category he wants to go with. He is not obligated in this situation to watch movies from each category. I want to make that very clear. If Frank does this, it is of his own choosing. Like, I want to make that very clear. Because I'm going to do it, and then I'm going to bitch about having Yes. Yes. Right. Okay, so we're we're all on the same page. (laughs) Okay. (laughs) All right. So let me go ahead and... um... Share this. All right. Um, first category, Vegas, baby. Second category, movie featuring Kirk Cameron. 
I should get bonus points if I can find one movie that meets both stipulations. Uh, I, I sure I'll give you I'll give you golden points if you can. I, I'd, I'd get weird for him too. <laughs> so Vegas Baby or a movie featuring Kurt Cameron. I need to write these down real quick for her again. Um, <clears throat> so, yes, yeah, so you have to find. So now the thing is, though, you got to make a decision, Frank. What's my decision? Was Saturday night. I was asleep. Yes. Dying. Um, do you, you, you have to make a decision on which category you want in the in, in kind of like near future while on the podcast, or you got to like, if you're going to do something crazy, you got to proclaim it. Um, can I just say that I'm going to pick one and then surprise you by talking about a movie from each category? I really don't think I can commit to watching a movie with Kirk Cameron. I'm not going <laughs> to so that's what I'm saying. Just pick Vegas Baby, and, and you know, if you can somehow fit Kirk Cameron into Vegas Baby, then it'll be a surprise. Like, yeah, that's fine. All right. So we're just gonna do Vegas Baby for next week. I don't blame you, fucking Kirk Cameron, man. I looked at his filmography like earlier this year, and um, here's here's people that I could never watch a movie with, and like, not even if I think the movie might be funny. Kirk uh-huh. Cameron, John Voight, Scott Bayo. Dean Kane, these people are. I will never watch their films. Like I just can't. Do it. <laughs> oh, okay. You want to watch a few trailers? Oh yeah, that's a good idea. Hold on, um, I gotta get. I gotta get rid of this meeting is being recorded. Yeah, sure. All right. Let's Let me tell it. you how easy that was to do on my phone. It was amazing. Yeah. Like when we did the podcast uh-huh. last week for when I was in Thailand. Right, like, like that shit was like two seconds, just like tapped it and it was gone. Like yeah. here, I gotta lean and I gotta like <laughs> move the mouse. It's crazy. Um, you got a tablet? So I mean, tablet could be like held. I don't. I don't have a tablet. All right, so uh, I don't. Some of these you might have seen already. It's possible because I know you've been watching trailers. But uh, have you seen the trailer for the 2024 Mean Girls? No, I have not. All that right. sounds um so fantastic. <laughs> um All right, I'll tell you about this movie after um we go ahead and watch this. So this is coming in January of 2024 um here. Oh hell no. People reprising roles from the original. PG-13, please. What was that? Oh, Lord, it's the Queen Bee. Regina George. Don't look her in the eye! You could be really hot if you change, like, everything. I met a guy in the summer and I left him in the spring. Welcome to health and human sexuality. We'll be getting into abstinence, of course, then followed by in the spring, condoms and choking. You're learning things now that I don't know how to teach. Are you okay in there? We're concerned you're either doing drugs or having a toilet baby. Ew. We as women have to be able to support each other. Get in, loser. 
Welcome, Katie. You're never gonna believe what I found this morning. Your burn book. Mom, go make snacks. For sure, for sure, Regina, yeah. How you feeling, Frank? Do you like gum? Sure. I'm okay with it. I don't understand how these people are ever supposed to be in high school. We will help you, Katie. Right. Considering I know that like some of them are in their like mid thirties, right? If you don't dress slutty, that is slut shaming us. That's just unprofessional. What? What's this? We're gonna make her pay. All we've done is make Regina hotter and revive the wet look. Dance break. Who wrote all this junk? Pushed her. Regina really should be lifting through her glutes. Look at this thing. I can't Sexy. even see it. Like a face breath. Incorrect. You have to pick a French name. Chanel. No. Celine Dion. No. Beyonce. All right. Do you know? Do you know anything about this movie? No. Why it exists. Tina Fey's involved in it, so yes. So you don't know anything about this, right? No, like uh, why it's being remade or rebooted or whatever. So nope. Um, they did. And I I can't remember if this was a COVID thing or not. Um, there's been a musical on Broadway based on Mean Girls. Oh, I do know that. Yeah. Okay. Um, so this is maybe you can like see it now through a couple images, but through watching that trailer, would you know that was a musical? I would not, but I'm actually a lot more intrigued in it with right. about it. So think back about some of the images. You can see the musical aspect of it. Probably, 100%. The image, yeah. Right? But it's like there is nothing in there that tells you that that is a musical, which I find yeah. is really bizarre. It is really weird. But I I actually kind of was intrigued by the fourth wall breaking feel of like using the TikTok and mm-hmm. um, yeah. like uh instagram like formats and then the whole um like the, i don't know what i don't know what you call them anymore like what they used to call like the viral video moments or the sure fuck what did they call it when it was like spontaneous dancing on the street you remember what those things were oh called? fuck no anyway that that shit yeah right um and i trust tina fey so yeah, yeah i do too i mean i'm down the musical has gotten good reviews and stuff like that um you know, so I don't know if it's the greatest trailer in the world. Um, and certainly it's not very effective promotion. if it's a musical, yeah. Right. Certainly from a promotional standpoint of what the movie actually is. I don't know if musicals are just not considered popular. Like, I don't know if there's some kind of ad wizards that are. But I thought that was the weirdest thing about that trailer is that knowing it's a musical. Well, if we're really going to be armchair analysts, I mean, it's probably because um, West Side Story didn't really perform that well. But mm. I think it's probably because who wants to sit through a fucking three-hour remake of a movie that's never going to be like done that much oh, better? Like, let me tell you what else I watched. Not mm. not not to interrupt the trailer thing. I finally watched the Dial of Destiny when I was on the plane. Oh yeah. Um, I didn't mind it. I yeah. thought it was much better than the Crystal Skull. Absolutely. Um, I thought it was honestly like kind of a decent coda to the Indiana Jones like universe. Absolutely. 
especially in the sense that they made him retired and they made him kind of like yeah irrelevant in a lot of ways like ineffective and not even sure. just whatever um the one thing about that movie though i cannot stand the fucking love affair with those assholes and the 1950s like i don't give two <laughs> fucks about greasers or mods or like no one gives a fucking shit especially like you're trying to get our generation to go to the movies because we're the ones that have nostalgia for indiana jones it's not our kids it's not our parents it's us Mm -hmm. i don't fucking care about harrison ford breaking bad on some hippie who's playing like incense and peppermints too loud or whatever i mean i don't know just Right. I can't stand the fetish fetishization that Lucas and Spielberg and Scorsese and all these old fucking fucks have towards this generation. Like no one cares. Go die. Stop making movies. So yes. that's my rant. I thought it was a solid I don't really six- want them I don't really want them to die, but they need to stop like like I don't care. Um embrace the modern <laughs> agenda. You know, I, we're in the modern world. No one cares about that time. Period. I thought it was a solid six out of ten, like six point five sure. out of ten movie that acted as a much better finish to that universe than and I really actually loved Phoebe. Oh, I'm gonna fuck up her name, Phoebe Waller Bridge or Phoebe Bridge Waller. Like uh-huh. um I really loved her in that, and I thought it acting as a low key like backdoor pilot type thing for potentially spinning off. I would watch movies with that character um, and her like little side, like short, her version of short round, like in another movie. Like, yes. Yeah. Um, I, I agree. But yeah, but I'm also um, tired of fucking Nazis. Like, yes, agreed. That was the worst aspect of all of it. I mean, I think was like that. All of that of shit. Right. It's just like yeah. I thought action scene wise, I think the uh the worst thing was like probably like I guess kind of the first one with the horse I thought was a little stupid. Um like the subway and the horse and blah blah like Yeah, but and after that I thought all the action scenes were pretty like, you know, effective overall. Like like they were fine. They were good at times. I really did like buy I, I agree that I thought that was the worst like set piece of the movie and mm. i thought the train was the best set piece of the movie personally mm-hmm. like the 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 initial yeah yeah uh-huh um that's what the uncharted movie should have been just as a, as a sure. side sure um i still thought that the horse thing i thought it felt like an indiana jones sequence to me like even though i didn't think it was like i thought it was a little too long right um by about 5 minutes probably and silly in some ways but mm-hmm. Indy riding on a horse to get away from people like it it, it checks out I think it's a lot more it than does. it does it just felt silly like him him riding bitch on a moped with mutt to get away from a bunch <laughs> of yes like yes. jocks that's like much worse than agreed him commandeering a horse during a like that's the other thing too is they said it during like some kind of demonstrate Yes. Anyway, whatever. Yeah. I don't want I to know that. Yes. But so annoying. So as we talk about fetishizing, let's um here's here's uh, here's our generation fetishizing something um that doesn't need to be fetishized, probably. 
Um, here's a trailer for The Fall Guy, which is a um, adaptation of uh, modern day adaptation of uh, the 80s uh, television show. Um, starring Damn, that's, uh, a, that's a lot of comments there, buddy. I ain't usually looking at your screen, but yeah, there you go. Gosling, Ryan Gosling. It is. And Emily Blunt. So you know it's going to be good if Emily Blunt. I'm already not interested. Alright, they, they're kind of winning me back over. What? You know that. You are literally the last person on earth I want to see. Slap the shit out of you. I really could. And I'm open to that in a safer environment. So he's a ghost. No phone call, He's a cool no witty text. stuntman. Who, like I didn't want to apologize. And she's a director. It was just a flame. So how have you that been? hooked up. God, I hate that thumbs up stunt guy stuff. I'm the director. We're gonna set this man on fire. You're a stunt guy. We need to keep it super profesh. Profesh is my middle name. You said your middle name was Danger. Huh. <laughs> <laughs> That's a funny line. Really? Yeah. yeah. It's holstered. It's done. Forget. You you never saw it. This is oh, the God. John Wick the guy that's doing this, directing it. Is missing. You need to bring him back. Oh. Jody's movie is dead. Why me? You're a stuntman. Nobody's gonna notice you. That's your job. No offense. I mean, some take. All right. So here's the premise. Is here, here's where he becomes so like Jody's the film. action, real action star. Is he becomes like basically I'm like the hero. bounty hunter himself to like track somebody down. Tom, we only need you back on set, pal. But he's in it. Dead body on ice. He was so dead, Gail. He was super dead. So basically, they've turned this into flesh. And mixed with um, I have no kiss, kiss, bang, bang. Jason Bourne, shit. They were trying to kill me. I would say it doesn't look nearly as clever as kiss, kiss, bang, bang. I, you know, it's too dangerous. Got me stairs. Maybe I've watched so many bad movies, <laughs> like I can't tell a bad movie anymore. But right. I'm, I'm okay with this. Like I think this has potential. You fall down, And here's how far would you go for the one? Here's my ultimate compliment for this movie. Okay. I'll buy you a drink when this is over. Over the entirety of this film, they've been using "You Give Love a Bad Name" and you pop. Mark. And it's not that I, I mean, I did a little bit, but it's only because Make some bad decisions. Yeah. they're just using the actual um, Bon Jovi version of it. Right. I'm not listening to some like slowed down, wispy ass lady singing this song. Like it's just, <laughs> that's pretty funny. Um, the dog drinking booze at the bar. Um, like, I don't know. I'm okay with it. I, I, I think it has potential to be fun you know it could whatever. be fun yes i agree i am just so sick of our generation <clears throat> and this is us like this is our fault 
of like having to take anything that like had some sort of like semi seriousness from the eighties and like make it ironic. Like and make it like tongue in cheek and like not take anything seriously whatsoever. Um not to say that a stuntman turned like crime solver is any kind of novel serious concept, but it's just let let it be and like make your own thing and don't try to like what is the IP even here? The IP is a Lee Majors TV show? You know what though? Who fucking cares? Like the Fall Guy, it's dumb. I watched the Fall Guy every afternoon for probably four so years did I. Ago. We all did because it came on as soon as I got home from school. Yes, and was on before cartoons started. Yes, and if and... you were home from school, it was also on at ten a.m. Right, that's true. <laughs> that's true. It was on two t- ten and like two thirty or something. Yeah. Like uh huh. And I don't remember a single fucking episode of the Fall Guy. Aside, I can sing the song to you. But I don't remember much about the show except that he was an affable doofus that got himself in dangerous situations mm-hmm. and always got the lady, except that he wouldn't like ever really get the lady. There would always be some complication, but mm-hmm. I don't know. I like Gosling. I, I enjoyed too. Gosling in that Gray Man movie. I thought that was actually a pretty enjoyable um, whatever. I mean, like action thriller comedy kind of thing him and chris evans had really good chemistry in that movie um if you haven't watched that movie that's actually worth watching too i Uh, watched it when you were in thailand last october and um i wanted to uh punch myself in the face really yes i thought that movie was good i thought it was the (laughs) the most banal like paint by numbers action movie i could imagine like with some good settings mind you i just good performances i just watched both reacher movies i I had watched a lot of shit (laughs) right um i i was not very entertained by that movie whatsoever i thought there were some good performances i thought the settings looked really good i thought the action was just kind of confusing and dumb um most of the time i didn't Um, I, i didn't think that i actually thought the action was pretty decent yeah. I really liked um, Chris Evans in it too. So that Chris was Chris Evans part, is fantastic in it. Like that was part of my my love for it. I, I think yeah. Ryan Gosling is basically the same dude in every movie he's ever yeah, been sure. in. Yeah, sure. Um no, he's absolutely. He's just he's just, just sad eye gosling and it's like all you're gonna yeah. get. I but know. I liked Evans. I like the the young girl like supporting character. Yeah. Um I thought Billy Bob Thornton was good in his like minor role. Sure, yes. Yep. Um, um yeah i'm really interested for you to watch barbie when it comes out um whenever the fuck it comes out because i want you to see gosling in that um so yeah. anyway so right, yeah I'm, gonna... I'm, I'm okay with the fall guy all right i think it looks like it'll make me laugh like six times <laughs> it actually kind of reminds me of the other guys which is one yeah. of my favorite comedies of the right. past like 20 years so yeah um, and again, like elements of Kiss Kiss Bang Bang and the Nice Guys and mm-hmm. all these guys, guys and guys and guys. There's a guy, guys and guys, guys, two guys. Um, <clears throat> so I'm going to save some more for next week um, since we've already went long. So there is one more I want to watch this week, though. Have you watched the Rebel Moon trailer yet? I have not. And I'm interested in seeing that. So go ahead and ruin it for me. All right. Um <clears throat> 
All right. So for those that don't know, this is Zack Snyder's uh, failed Star Wars movie. But then so then he just adapted to make it not a Star Wars movie, but then called it Rebel Moon. Um, And it's Netflix exclusive that part one, I think, will be out like in December, um, like right before Christmas um, on Netflix exclusively. And I think there is a part two to this movie because he can't like make a movie anymore. It's not eight hours long. So. There's and I hate I. If you haven't listened to other things, yeah, I hate him so much. Do you know the story? Oh man, somebody watched Dune. Uh huh. It was said this child would stop the madness of war. That she was to usher in a new age of peace and compassion. Oh, Jesus. I was given memories of a world I will never see. Look at that. Look at that fuzzy background. Yeah. And love for a child. God, I hate him so much. I could not save. This is a really bad trailer. <laughs> it's long, too. That's why I was just going to do this one. The CGI is nice. Look at that. Look at that fuzzy, fuzzy fire. This bitch has all the nicknames. The Redeemer, the Scargiver. You can see all the slow-mo in it, too. Oh, look at those lightsabers. There is a price to pay for your defiance. We got some Nazis rather than some like stormtroopers. Uh, isn't that really just what a stormtrooper is? Yeah. I do love this part. Hold on. I don't want no trouble. We're not here to bring any. Are you ready? Oh, is Jax from Sons of Anarchy in this movie? Awesome. Uh, you and I both know fear. Let's show them that we're not afraid. Bane mask. Let's show them we're more than the shackles that bind us. <laughs> <laughs> oh God, I'm gonna hate this movie so much. The king is a man, and a man can fail. But a myth is indestructible. C3PO. Uh huh. In a wheat field. Protect each other. We show them no mercy. You know that ja Jax um, is playing. I wish I could remember the actor's name. He's playing like a Han Solo esque character or some sort. willing to die for what you believe. All right, so how much are you going to bitch about this movie, Frank? Yep, part one, A Child of Fire, yes. Oh, and then The Scar Giver, part two, is in April. Okay. Somebody did watch I, Dune, too. I really, 
on a very like surface level appreciate the idea of someone trying to make a movie in the vein of star wars with a new ip right like i i Uh i get it i think that that's admirable Uh i think there's a place for it because i definitely feel like people want that kind of stuff yes i think that everything that Zack snyder does wrong is immediately apparent in that trailer and it's gonna be abysmal to watch yeah it's gonna be just his heavy-handed fucking slow-mo heavy nazi fetish fetishism Mm -hmm. he doesn't understand he does not understand story and he doesn't understand character and watching his movies is so tiresome and that movie is gonna have some cool ideas and some decent visuals and is gonna be utterly tiresome the entire time i'm really i'm not somebody that gets like bogged down with like being like woke or whatever but i'm super tired of mystic powered indigenous people right like (laughs) sure here's a bunch of you know people without shirts that are connected to the pulse of nature they can ride the gryffindor yeah use mystic forces right and it's like you have the like fucking yes yulation song yeah and then you have a black dude as like the sage mentor that's teaching everyone how to like murder people in a fucking mystical way like fuck that i don't know i just i mean it's the same music they use in 300 for the the muslims like right like it's, i mean it's legitimately as bad as the fucking desert woman yulation in dune like right right it, yeah. to me it is yeah. so egregiously racist like that that's what you choose to use to portray this yes like yes. look I just spent three weeks in another country, like experiencing other culture and learning things and like whatever, like seeing like things. There are so many people over there that walk around actively trying to appropriate like Thai culture. And it's embarrassing to watch. Like you're some 30 something and i again like i know that i'm being like sort of hypocritical because i'm actually doing the same thing but i don't know i just you can't like vacation you know in in somebody else's like heritage like you can't i just think it's like do something else like it's so boring and it's so played out and I hate that shit every time I see it and I'm fucking tired of Zack Snyder (laughs) and his goddamn inability to understand anything about like plot or narrative or fucking good taste and take your finger. Him and Peter Jackson can just go fuck each other in a field somewhere in slow motion because I'll never want to see goddamn slow motion again for like 80% of a movie. Yes. Yes. Feel your anger. 
Yeah. Well, and I'm could be in a Star Wars movie. <laughs> yeah. Or a um, ripoff of Star mm-hmm. Wars in movie form. <laughs> you know what trailer have you watched? Um the Godzilla trailer, Godzilla Godzilla minus one? No, but I'm going to add that to the list for next week because that I... movie looks tremendous. I am oh, so okay. excited to see that movie. All right. It is minus one. All right. It is legitimately the only Godzilla movie in maybe 70 years since the first Godzilla movie mm-hmm. that truly understands what makes that first movie great. Like, I think it's legitimately like the best look at Godzilla that I've seen ever. Like yeah. it just completely okay. gets it. So, um, so rebel moon is two. this first part is two hours and 14 minutes so that of course means it is so that means it's it's roughly just a little over two hours with the credits like you know not included um so that means it's gonna be a fucking four-hour movie that he's made off of this like one story of the fucking redeemer scar giver fucking character um this dude like just can't stop himself like he can't he has no editor like he has no con- like he doesn't have any control over himself and look, like it's gonna be the same shit that we've complained about with all of his other movies. Like I think outside of what Dawn of the Dead, um, is that the slow mo is going to like be like fucking forty percent of that movie, like in the action scenes. It's going to yes. be fucking obnoxious. Um, ugh, I hate that guy so much. Um. Anyway, the fucking lightsabers, I think, like the, I don't think they're being called lightsabers. They're apparently swords in that universe. Uh, but the lightsabers, like with like the flaminess of them are just, it's so dumb. It's so dumb. Um, The fact that he got like so like butthurt over like Disney, like not going along with like what he wanted to do is um really funny to me. Oh fuck! All right, so um, we'll continue with trailers next week because I have like six of them lined up. But um, since we talked about other things, we'll we'll go ahead and watch some more trailers, including the Godzilla trailer next week. Um, I don't know if it's actually called Godzilla minus one, but that's what it's being called. I'll so. look it up. Yeah. Um, I'll just look up Godzilla twenty twenty four or twenty twenty three. Sure. Um. All right. So okay, like so, I'm gonna I'm I'm waiting for a review on that Fall Guy movie. I want to see what you think of it. Like, I mean, I'll um, definitely watch it. Yeah. All right. Well, thanks for listening, everybody. Next week we'll be back with uh, the category Vegas, baby, um, and uh, some more movie trailers. So thanks for listening. Have a great week. Deuces.